1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
0: We're in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. They found a better way to mortgage so you can focus on making your new house home. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Sunday, it's an NFL and CBS doubleheader starting with the Colts battling the Broncos or Kyler's Cardinals taking on the Saints followed by the Browns and Patriots going toe-to-toe in Foxborough. It all begins with the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific on CBS. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4CBS, is brought to you by Geico. Great news, you can save a bunch of money, switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. Now I'm rocking the uh, Nuggets and Blazers in Portland And Denver's up 44 39 with two, or in the second, about four and a half minutes to go. Nationals have opened it up on the Astros in game two of the World Series. It's six to two right now. Runners on second and third in the seventh inning with two outs. They lead it by four runs. Suzuki started it with a bomb home run to left off Verlander. That was the end of him, right? And then they brought in Presley. So. Uh, And then it got worse from there. They loaded him up. They had like an infield. So they might get another one here. They do. And he throws it away, Bregman. More runs are coming across. Seven. Are you kidding? They only got one run out of that? Eight. No, they got two. They got eight. Eight to two. How do you like them apples? And I bet on them tonight at plus 160. Shake out.
2: Gotta be proud. (laughs) I'm so
0: proud. I am so happy because I can't stand them, right? I can't stand them. So uh, I'm just enjoying every minute of this. Mary Ellen, get her a a Guinness in uh in in D.C. or whatever the hell she lives. Mafia refusing to give her a drink because she hasn't called in yet. She won't call until the game's over. Mafia refusing to give early beverages to anyone. I think he's concerned about her drinking. Presley now leaving the game eight to two on ten hits one error. How about that nice botched throw by Bregman? That was ugly. What do you think of this? Can you believe this? I, mean, I think honestly, it's
2: outstanding. I didn't think that they would go down to Houston and win both games. Obviously, not with Colin Verlander pitching. But
0: how about betting on him tonight? Having the stones, you said you were going to buy a piece for a buck sixty.
2: Well, I got I got in for the series at plus 190 before last night. But you said game. last
0: night you liked that bet at 160. Yeah, no,
2: I thought there was value there. It was you're getting Strasbourg at plus 160 no matter where <sighs> it is. I mean, it's it's worth jumping on.
0: So, he pitched uh 6 innings, 7 uh hits, 2 earned runs, 1 walk, 7 strikeouts and a home run. And then Verlander, 6 innings, 7 hits, 4 earned runs, 3 walks, 6 strikeouts and a home run. And, I mean, it is what it is. So, I mean, they have really done it. Here we go. Suzuki uh, off Verlander, nobody on. Zimmerman, Kendrick, Cabrera with a pair of RBIs. Suzuki and Rendon with a pair of RBIs. Two out RBIs from Zimmerman, Kendrick, and Cabrera. Uh, They've left uh, five on base. The Astros have left six on base. And Altuve was caught stealing. And you got the error on Bregman and an error on Turner on the other side. So right now, uh, unbelievable. Turner is uh, one for two with two runs scored, two walks. Eaton, one for three. Rendon, two RBIs, one for three. Soto, one for three with a run scored. Kendrick, one for four with a, a run scored and an RBI. Cabrera, one for four with two RBIs. Zimmerman, two for four with an RBI. Suzuki, two for three with an RBI and a home run. Literally, uh, every guy on the team, well, I guess uh, Robles doesn't have a hit, but he's got to run and he's got to walk. So every guy on the team has has done something, literally every guy. And
2: mostly in this inning, of course. And Suzuki had the biggest hit. Uh, he started it off with the homer off of Verlander. While the game was tied at two at the beginning of this inning, so Suzuki right now the hero. Now they have poured it on here.
0: Is he is he up again?
2: Yeah, <laughs> they did. batted around. They've
0: yeah. He, is he the batter right now? Suzuki. He uh, he yeah. is. <laughs> he batted around. Oldest player with a go-ahead home run in the seventh year later of a World Series game since 1949. Tommy Heinrich did it for the Yankees in '49. Carver High and I were watching that game that day. In her mother's bellies. Suzuki, it doesn't matter he's going to ground out here because he already gave him the go-ahead home run. I mean, that's all that matters, right? How crazy is that? So I hit that. uh, By the way, I hit that uh, Knicks spread. They covered. I got to give credit where it's due. That That was
2: right on the number, too.
0: Right on the number. But I I thought your boy... uh, RJ Barrett played pretty well all things being equal, right? As a, you know, rookie first game in the NBA, goes on the road to San Antonio against Popovich and the guy has 21 points, 9 of 13 shooting, five boards, two dimes, two steals, only three turnovers. Look, I thought that that's a great game. Morris, Marcus Morris had 26, Randall had 25. He's the best player on the team, Randall hands down. Knox hit three threes. He had 13. Mafia, I had a big night tonight playing and uh, you and I got transferred over to the other team. So the ballers tonight, Carver High, we had to uh, use three of our players to play on the other team. The other team had two guys show up for the game. They got nine on the team. Two showed up. So we, we took three of our guys, Mafia, myself and this other dude, and we played with these guys, and we lost by 40.
2: So you played against the ballers tonight.
0: We played against the ballers tonight. I lit it up, but it doesn't count because when you play on another team, they give your numbers and stats to one of the players on the team. They don't uh, credit you because you're not on that team. So I had a wasted night. I was like Kyrie Irving. He had 50 and lost. I had like 20 and lost. I mean, we got blown out. Didn't you tell me, Mafia, I didn't even realize. You told me one of our guys just quit with, like, four minutes left in the game. He went over and sat on the bench, and he, we were yeah, playing well, We were playing five on four. I didn't even realize it.
1: Yeah, it wasn't for very long because at that point they just said, all right, forget it, let's end the game because we were getting lit up. But obviously, uh, like, four minutes, three and a half, something like that, he just decided, you know what, he was done, you know. And honestly, he quit that game long before that. He was never getting back on defense. He was, you know, just sitting at the basket the whole time, When people just throw him the ball up so he can get easy baskets. Forget him. We're better off without him anyway.
0: Oh, my God. Shooting
1: 35-footers in transition, you know, not waiting for guys to get there. It was terrible.
0: What, what are you doing? The guy was shooting 40-footers. He was shooting 40-foot jump shots. Like, come on, bro. I, did you hear me at halftime? I go, step up to the line and shoot it.
1: Well, at halftime, you know, joking around like, all right, we're down by like 20, 25, whatever. It's like, all right, you know, we're just going to shoot 30 footers from now on. I'm like, isn't that what you did the first half anyway?
0: Yeah, I mean, just move in and shoot it legit.
1: Move the ball, you know, get guys cut and set screens. Like, don't just sit out there and just chuck crap. That's
0: what he did. It was awful. Anyway, whatever. Well, at least the ballers won. They won by, what did we lose by, like 40?
1: Something like that. Forget <laughs> them too. I mean, the way they just toss us aside like that. How many uh, years we played on that team, and they're just like, they don't want us to play anymore? Forget you.
0: Yeah, they don't want us anymore. How about that, uh, Carver Hyde? They don't even want us on the team anymore because, uh, well, we have a lot going on, and so we we didn't think we were going to be able to play, so they, like, filled the roster with two other players. And then uh, now that we, ca- we we have been playing, I have showed up for games, and they don't care. They're just like we're not interested. We, they,
2: I mean, isn't it called the Pharrell Ballers? I mean, like it is. is it? So, but
0: but now it's now they're just going by Ballers because yeah. whatever. But I'm glad I I uh, I had I gave that what I have like 16, six rebounds six dimes a steal and then I get none of it hit two threes I was seven I was seven of thirteen from the floor and uh, hit two threes. And then I get none of it. And then what did he do? Uh, oh, he, he had 20, but he was what? Three of 10 from downtown.
1: Right. 20 on what? Like 25 shots?
0: Uh, 20. 20 shots. So I don't know. Uh, the other guy, Alex, had 10. Uh, and then Mike must have had four. And then you must have, would you have seven?
1: So my dad, I didn't touch the ball the whole second half.
0: I remember I gave you the ball a lot. Every time I saw you in the flash in the middle, I gave it to you. I
1: got a couple shots in the first half. I got, you know, a free throw I hit in the second half. Other than that, I wasn't really touching the ball in the second half. I, Half the time, I wasn't even bothering to run down because I knew they were going to just chuck a three. Both of them were just chucking threes.
0: So, I, I have to see the Another other. Another
1: one can shoot it with that much consistency that's worth them shooting the three.
0: The other team won 115-72, so that was not a problem. I guess Brendan had 32 in that game tonight, too. Anyway, he's unstoppable. No one can guard him. No one can stop him. He was 15 of 20 from the floor.
1: Well, we also put our worst defender on him, too.
0: Yeah, he goes, I'll guard him. He didn't guard him at all.
1: He never got back to guard him, no. I was at to pick him up.
0: So I was talking to Gunner tonight. I took him to uh, dinner because there's a lot going on. 34 C's going to uh, a road trip with her friends out to uh, the desert. She's going to uh, Phoenix, Scottsdale, Sedona, all that. And, um... So she's leaving tonight, whatever, so I'm watching the kids, right? So I was stuck with uh gunner tonight, and I had to take him to dinner, and he asked me at dinner. he said, "Who do you like to um who do you like in the uh NBA Finals?" That's what he said to me. and uh you know who I put in there I put in the um i I said it would be uh, Denver and not the Clippers and Lakers like everyone else? Is there not 100% of
2: the media is on the Clippers and Lakers? You're spending too much time talking to Shep out there, selling the nuggets on everybody. No,
0: I just think they're, you know, what did they win, 53, 54 games last year? I think they're good. I think they're a good team. And, you know, they're winning right now in Portland. I think they're a sneaky pick. Uh, that would certainly pay big bucks if they landed in the NBA Finals, wouldn't it? No one thinks they're going. I mean, it's like the the league's already been decided, but it's funny to me how, like LeBron last night. I told you he was going to get railed for that game today, and he did, because uh, they're saying you know he he didn't want the rock, and he had poor shot selection, and uh, his eighteen nine and eight whatever it was 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 kind of a flat night for him. It really was. He missed a ton of shots. What did I say he was again? Seven and 19 or something from the yeah. floor.
1: How do you take 20 shots and not with the rock?
0: I and But listen, he went to the line a bunch of times too. So all of his points were garbage. It was all just free throws and, and you know, he only made seven shots. I didn't think the guy played well at all. I really didn't. I, most people have 18, nine, and eight. They think it's like almost a triple-double the night of your life. It'd be a great game for anyone. For him, though, seven and 19 to me is terrible. One of five from downtown uh Poor shooting from the line. He missed five free throws. I just don't think it was a good game at all. Meanwhile, how about they're on him? Everyone's on him to win the NBA championship, right? The Clippers and Lakers. And then a day later, they're all trashing them and talking about how they're, you know, they suck. Make up your mind. You're either on them or you aren't. Like you cannot love them one day in the, you know. You can't love them in the offseason and then talk about how they got Anthony Davis and they're the team to beat in the NBA and then you pick them to go to the NBA Finals and then a day into it, they lose a game and you've already written them off. You cannot pick them to win and then back off on it a day later. How pathetic are you? And I'm talking about all these national television media guys that go on the air and, and just are on their knees like a porno for the Lakers. I mean, they are just on both knees. And they are just literally bending over for the Lakers and Clippers. Everyone is, right? It's like no one else even exists. And I basically said Philly or uh, Milwaukee in the East. That's who I think will will go. I have to see them play, right? I have to see them play. I'm not going to hand out uh, finals and awards and MVPs like all these other idiots. I'm not, you know. You play games. You got a ton of games, right? 82 games. Like tonight, look at Kyrie. 50 points. What did he get out of it? A big fat L is what he got out of it. And he missed the game winner. It was like basically a free throw. But he was off balance. He had been on the ground. He had some wicked spinorama move and got tripped up. Then somehow got the ball back and got the shot off. So he was rushed and he bricked it, hit it off the right side of the iron. But I honestly, um, you know, it's tough to have 50, to have a night like that and lose. It's meaningless. It's meaningless that you have 50 and and lose. Bottom line is you lose. That's it. 855-212-4CBS. Call the show. I'm taking your calls. The rest of the show, pick up the phone and call us. I'm not wasting my time in here. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. So Markel Fultz had uh, 12 tonight and six dimes. He was 6 of 12 uh, from the floor. He plays for the Magic now. Do you remember that guy was the number one pick and uh, got the yips? Remember he couldn't shoot? Now he's down playing for the Magic. He had a massive tomahawk dunk in that game tonight. He looked good right down Broadway. He just came flying down the lane and just absolutely just terrorized the rim.
2: I think that he's going to be very good. He's going to be okay. For the Magic. And you know why? I, I No get expectations. It. Well, that's that's a big part of it. I, I He came into the league with, you know, a couple things really working against him. And, you know, going to Philadelphia, they had been tanking for so long. He was being put as part of this unit with Simmons and Embiid and and all all these guys, and there was some pressure there, and he had the problems with the shot. He's now been able to take a year, kind of get himself back together, go to a new place, not a big market, playing in Orlando, and the guy could just go down there and play basketball. You know he has talent. Did he deserve to be the number one overall pick in the draft? We've talked about this a billion times. Coming out of Washington, winning eight games? Probably not. But he did have enough talent to be picked that high in the draft. So maybe he goes down there, a little bit less pressure, gets his game together, and he becomes a good player in this league.
0: Absolutely zero pressure there because they suck.
2: Well, right. They suck and it's not a big
0: deal. There's no expectations. It's not like playing
2: in Boston or New York or Philadelphia. You're playing in Orlando. You know, it's. It's the only team in town, uh, professional sports-wise, and, and you know everybody loves the team they down love there. Them. It's no, you know, there's no criticizing. It's not like in Philly where you know if the guy goes zero for seven with a couple of bricks, they're on the, the they're on the horn at IP the next morning. You know, get this guy out of here. Right. That ain't gonna happen in Orlando. He can relax, play basketball, and get better.
0: Porzingis had twenty three tonight. He hit three threes. He was seven of sixteen for the Florida Mavericks, eight point one over the Wizards. I hit the Wizards. I was getting nine. They were down big in this game, getting schooled. They got outscored 38-23 in the second, 29-20 in the third, and then they got outscored 32-17 with a late push garbage time. But the uh, Wizards covered. How about this one? Your boy Bradley Beal with his new contract, seven of 25 from the floor, one of 11 from uh, three. He had 19 points. And you know why he had 19 points? And six boards, nine dimes, three steals. Because he chucked it. (laughs) He he, he got those points because he chucked it so many times. Seven of 25. My God. One of 11 from three. How pathetic is that performance? I mean, honestly. But your boy, uh, Doncic, 34 points. He was 12 of 19 from the floor. Four threes, six of eight from the line. Nine rebounds, three dimes, two steals. I mean, this guy, Doncic, is absolutely phenomenal, right? I mean, that is a beautiful game from Doncic, but he does it all the time. He literally does it all the time. And Kyrie was so frustrated that they lost that game. He was so mad at himself for that last play. You could see he was just so dejected after he missed the shot because he he basically, spinorama move, he lost the ball, and then somehow miraculously got it back. The guy was incredible, seven of 14 on three pointers, eight boards, seven dimes, 50 points, but he lost. Towns had 36 in that game and a big stat line and, and he won and that's it. He won the game. Now what are they doing on ESPN? They just keep showing Kyrie Irving highlights. They should show the highlight of him losing. That should be the highlight, the scoreboard. all that matters. That's what they do on ESPN. They just show all they do is show anybody that has stats. anybody that has a big night? anybody that has a ton of buckets, anyone that scores, it doesn't even matter to them if they lose. But it matters to me. I got to tell you, is there anything worse than showing off some guy that he didn't win the game? They just keep showing all of his highlights, but they didn't win the game. What they should be doing is showing Towns' game and Wiggins' game because they won the game, but they're not. All they show is Kyrie Irving. Have you noticed that? That's what they're doing right now. I just saw it. One after the next. Washington is up 10 to two on the Astros in the eighth inning. This is unbelievable. Did, did they just score more runs? They did. It was eight to two now it's 10 to two. But did Eaton hit a home run? Oh my God, this is unbelievable. They are beating the Astros' ass. They are killing them. Now they're going to go home for three games. Doesn't it go two three two? Telling you man, they're in big trouble. But is this nine wins in a row for the Nationals? They are on fire. John in Pennsylvania, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey Pharrell, I'm the guy that has nine hundred on KC and a season over of eleven, and I'm wondering if you think there's any kind of shot I have with Matt Moore in the next two, three games. Any kind of shot at all. Well, it's, uh, it's a great question. Uh, I would say uh, it's tr- it's troubling. <laughs> it's very troublesome that there uh, there's going to be, you know, Matt Moore in there. I, you know, I thought he threw a great pass to Tyreek Hill. And, you know, in my opinion, the one nice pass he threw the entire time he was in there. He threw, like, one nice pass. That was it. Uh, I'd be a little bit worried if I were you <laughs> uh, with these next three games. I really would. In fact, I mean, I... I actually think Philly can go in there, or uh, the Packers can go in there and beat them. Well, I think they can. I really think they can. I think Packers win on Sunday. I really did. Well, and the stranger things have happened. Okay, so just when you think it's automatic, you know, this guy's not playing, that guy's not playing, this guy's not playing, and the next thing you know, these other guys step up and get it done. But I would say, you know, my guess is most of the sharps are on the Packers because uh, he was is with Andy Reid running him on fourth and one. Uh you mean running Mahomes. Yeah, well, it is what it is. I mean, the guy uh, he was playing on a bad ankle to begin with. You shouldn't have been running him, but what are you going to do? Uh put him in jail? I mean, what are you going to do? It is what it is. We all understand that Andy Reid has been a great coach in the NFL. A very a, just a fantastic, people love him. He's an incredible coach, had a great career. But when it boils down to it, he never wins big games, does he? Never. I mean, he just never wins big. Uh, I, big I games. was
2: actually kind of surprised today. They showed uh, the clips of Mahomes running around at practice, uh, throwing the ball around today. Like,
0: was um, it, it? Is it automatic? I mean, unequivocal that he's not playing. I mean, because didn't they say he's getting better? He's uh, like
2: Andy Reid, and them did not give the. Uh, ruled out for Sunday they're not they're playing the whole game where you know he might play and there's a little gamesmanship there too probably but like you're uh unfortunately for John here in Pennsylvania realistically he should mix miss the next three games right like realistically if they're not stupid and rush him out there and you know you're getting a Packer team that I think would be tough to beat even though the game's in KC right the Vikings on the road aren't the same team but they've been really hot right now and they go to Tennessee, whose defense is pretty good. And it's, it's Who's know, playing at Tennessee? The Vikings? Well no, the Chiefs next three oh, games. The, the Packers, Vikings, and at Tennessee. Oh, all right, all right, so all right, all right. that's a tough D for Matt Moore. I mean, it's Matt Moore. Right. How about this guy? Have you seen the
0: guy that they keep uh, selling on TV all day or on social media? The guy, the mattress guy that's betting millions yeah, on the Yeah, he's got asterisk? like eight or
2: nine mil on them. How's that working out for him? He just put another couple. Uh, I saw them right. tweeting out the stubs. Bragging you know, the, about the tickets his tickets today. He's betting eight million. How's that working out for him right now?
0: Uh, he's in big trouble, dude. Maybe he should
2: go put another couple down now that they're down zero two.
1: 2 yeah, you know, Double the meat. How much did he win originally, though?
2: I I don't know what he won. A lot. Well, A- no, he – well, yeah, but from past bets, Jay. But this—that's what I'm saying. But he has been all you know the last month, six weeks. What is he, some mattress guy? Pressing more on the Astros <laughs> to win the World He's Series. He's a mattress millionaire. He is. he is selling beds. God
0: bless him. I need a new bed. We <laughs> got a lot of action in that bed. He I might need a new you. one
2: after by the end of the weekend.
0: It's true. Who's that? Oh, that guy. Yeah, he might need one. He might go to the bathroom in his mattress because things aren't going well. He might have a little leak. You know, you you get older, things happen. It just happens. You have no control over it. It just happens whether you like it or not. (laughs) I better move on before I get the red phone ringing.
2: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
0: You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. I hit a ton of NBA bets tonight for you on uh, really the second opening night. Isn't every night this week opening night? It really is. I hit a ton of them. And then I've been on fire in college football the last three weeks, 64%, 64%, and 69% last week. NFL for the week, 71% of my bets hit, documented. That's my fourth week in the 70s in terms of percentages against uh, bets. It's unbelievable the season I'm having for you. Pharrellonthebench.com. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. See, what happens is (laughs) I made a bunch of money, and then 34C took it all, and she's going on a a girl's trip to uh, the desert to party and have relations with men that they don't know. It doesn't matter if they know them or not. They're looking for, you know, I think vacation lovers pretty much is what I'm thinking in terms of that's what the plan would be. Like, would you go, like, if you went to Vegas, right, and you would be, you know, you would think that they would, you know, probably think that you're up to no good, right, these women, they think, you know, the wife or whatever, they think you're up to no good, that you're partying, you're drinking, you're smoking, funk, you you know, it's all happening, Sheba, the whole deal, you know, gambling, strip clubs, hookers, the whole deal, so... I do that all the time where I go to Vegas and then I'm accused of all kinds of shenanigans. And then, uh, but you rarely have the, the girls' trip, right? Where the, all the women hit, hit the road and, and go party. So there's nothing I can do about it. I'm not going to defy anybody of their happiness or, you know, getting their rocks off. You got to go have fun, right? You got to live it up, enjoy life. Uh, I always encourage her to go wherever she wants. Do whatever you want. Go out with your friends. Go party. Do whatever. Pick up a lover. Whatever you got to do to be happy in life. But 34 C's hitting the road tonight. And I think what she's done, and the moral of this story is, I think what she's done is she's actually taken Carver High, all of my gambling winnings, and she's going to blow them all on uh, herself and her friends partying and drinking and smoking and having lovers in the desert. That would appear to me to be the plan. That's what I'm feeling. Generally, my gut instincts, uh, as Mafia knows, are generally dead on. When I get a feeling about a game, I I make the bet and good things happen. Same thing, when I think the women are up to no good, it's generally, I'm, I'm usually in the ballpark. I think there's a potential for some serious hooliganism, like lots of stuff going on behind my back I won't know about. Meanwhile, I'll be running kids around like a soccer mom. I'm going to be, you know, doing the whole driving the kids around thing and doing all this and that. What am I going to do, Carver? I, when I got to make meals and stuff. Tonight I solved that problem. I took them out to dinner. That's what I'm going to do every night. If I have to be, you know, in charge of, like, feeding people, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I have to cook or something like that. It's simple. Cereal and then lunch and dinner is go out, right? That's how you handle that problem, or uh, you could even do the breakfast where you just go out and hit the Dunkin' Donuts and hit up a box of donuts. Right? That's always healthy for everyone to eat. You know, a dozen donuts. I have to say that when I was fat uh, in my you know overweight days, where you know I'm up to like two fifteen, and I'm I'm I got a gut, you know, old man gut. I think a lot of that stems from. I firmly believe Carver High. It stems from donuts. I really do. Donuts are God's way of saying to you that you're a fat ass. If you eat uh, donuts all the time, like if you constantly rock the Dunkin' Donuts, like, you know, two times a week, three times a week, if you hit the donuts, you will you will be fat eventually. I mean, it's that simple. Donuts are not good for you. Meanwhile, they're so awesome, aren't they? I could eat, I could eat 12 donuts every day. No problem. And I've done it before many times where I get a dozen donuts, I eat every one of them. No problem. You know why? Because donuts get bad, right, after, like, a couple hours, don't you think? Like, they really don't stay good, right? You know, you got, like, a window of about three hours to eat them before they go, you know, bad and they get hard or whatever. Or they just don't taste as good later in the day, you know what I mean? They they kind of sink. They get a little soggy. They don't. They just aren't the same. And, and, and then, like, a sugar donut or whatever will get all hard. I'm not interested in that. So what I do is when I get donuts, I just literally eat them. I get them and I eat them. Eat them all. Crawlers, you name it. I don't know about you guys, but I'm a big fan of donuts. But I have not eaten a donut, just so you know, Carver. I have not eaten a donut or anything in three or four months. How long have I been on this diet, Mafia? Four months, would you say?
1: Uh, Three, I'd say. Or wait, when did I get the. It was the... like right around when you went to Vegas. Right oh, yeah. Right around the beginning of college football.
0: Oh, wait. Because didn't I have the. Uh, when did I have the colonoscopy?
1: middle or to beginning of august
0: august so that was when it was so august september october november so i'm oh, so it's been like two three months right well there you go it paid off i lost 15 pounds and i don't think i'm a i am i am pre diabetic but i don't think it's as bad now i bet my numbers are way down compared to what they were because i stopped eating all the junk food and the sugar and the creamers and the sodas and uh, all the bad things pasta and bread i just barely i barely eat Tonight I took my son out and had a, a hamburger. It's a miracle that I did it because I don't even, like, I'm scared to death they'd do anything anymore. Pasta, bread, I won't even go near it because it's killing me. They're telling me it's killing me. Kel in Seattle, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Pharrell. Hey, man.
2: Uh, first of all, you are the Stone Cold Steve Austin of Sports Talk Radio. and secondly, I like that. Uh, my question is about Derek Carr. Do you do you still see him as the franchise quarterback of the Raiders moving forward to Las Vegas? Or do you think they're going to have to look in another direction? I still like him. Yeah, I... I still I, think he's a solid player.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think that they have any... Uh, wow, you're just really breathing heavy in the phone. There's a, something going on there. Was that not happening? It was just like... <laughs> I just I can't take it. I got enough problems. But anyway, here's the, here's the deal. I think that, um, yeah, you know, I, I would guess. You know, if I if I were to guess right now, I think that they like him and that he's their future and that they're bringing him to Vegas without a doubt. I think I think the guy's been really good. What was he like two weeks ago? He was literally the wasn't he the completion percentage leader in the league? He was at like seventy six percent or something. I did not think he played well in Lambeau, right? I thought, you know, I agree with the guy last night that called and said that the game changed when he fumbled that ball into the end zone. Remember by the pylon? And that was, the, oh, he still leads the league in completion percentage? Yeah, there is absolutely no way that I see them uh, changing quarterbacks. He's the guy. I think he's a good quarterback. Carver, do you think he's a good
2: quarterback? I do, and I think that year two here, playing when Gruden's system helps him out a little bit, they still need to find him some more weapons. They thought they were doing that when they traded for Antonio Brown, and that, as we know, did not work out. So, how about he, how he's played without him? Yeah, uh, uh, but he's keeping and they, things they, simple. What do they have? And they have no one. Cause even the guy that they also brought in Tyrell Williams, he's been hurt the last couple of weeks, and he right. was good the first two or three weeks for them. But before essentially, what you're telling
0: me is that he's literally throwing to a bag of, of and peanuts. the tight end Waller's
2: having a huge year. Waller's been hurt. good, been really
0: good, but they have no one really.
2: Yeah, no, they are a team that's in the market for a receiver. You know, they they want to still make that big receiver trade.
0: Do you think that if Josh Gordon—now, I know this sounds crazy, but he claims he's fine.
2: Well, he he's going to get this injury settlement uh, eventually, and he's going to be free to sign with another team. Do you think he'll go to the Raiders? I mean, I guess it's possible. He's probably going go to go to—you know, there's a number of teams I think he could go to.
0: Do you think he's got a legitimate knee problem, or do you think it's not that big of a deal, and that— uh, or do you think the knee's bad enough that that's why they went and got Sanu? They're like he's shot. We're getting rid of him. Let's go with this guy instead.
2: In a situation like this, I always defer to the Patriots because they're never wrong. They're never wrong. I you're right. About Except that. they
1: always play games with the injury report. I mean, how many times have you? Had, how many players have come out and said that you know where they made them play through right. you know concussions or well, didn't I, put them on the report and they had an injury? I just or think it's person? important
0: that they should be allowed. Uh, you know, personally, I think that the Patriots should be the only right. team in the league that's you know unequivocally allowed to cheat
1: they always manipulate the injury i but think I they no should you they know what i mean play eventually
0: they should be allowed to cheat no one else just them
1: well belichick even admitted that you know essentially this week when he was talking about when that penalty where he smirked because it just declined it right like he's basically like, he said like yeah it's a loophole in the rules i tried to exploit and they just didn't take it
0: uh bud in palm desert cali uh in palm springs what's up buddy hey Pharrell, what's up brother my man everything's good i can't complain
1: I wanted to bring up about your woman. Uh, yeah. I went work at strip clubs, and uh, they always think that guys are cheating on them at the strip club. But most guys just go to the strip club. They're watching sports. They're checking out the girls maybe a little bit. But it's not what they think. Whereas when I worked at uh, the Deja Vu clubs, they had, like, nights where the girls – where it was the girls' night where the men were strippers, and the women are just all over them. And that's what they – they think that we're like that because they're the ones that are all over the guys – Uh, Do you remember that movie, uh, Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I actually only went to strip clubs to get blow. I didn't go for any other reason. There was always... Yeah, people do it for that, too. (laughs) (laughs) I like... I mean, it's, a, it's just a quick score, Mafia. I mean, you know, how many times have I said to you, let's just pull into the Hustler Club really quick. I'll be out in 10 minutes.
1: I like your boys' taste in movies there's, what, like five Magic Mike movies, and he picks Deuce right. Bigelow's. So full- how
0: about one night, right? Here's a funny story. This is back to my bad, bad boy days. So one night we go down to, do you remember this story? We went down to Tribeca. And were you with me? I think you were. It was the night that I, my car got towed at the strip club?
1: No, I was not there.
0: But, but you weren't there, but you remember the story?
1: Yes, I've heard that. All one. right,
0: so I go to this strip club, and, uh, or uh, I went to this party down in Tribeca, right? And my car got a towed. I come out of the bar. It's like 3 in the morning, and I see the guy driving away with my car, right? The tow truck, the, the NYPD. And so we're like, oh, my God, we're chasing the thing down the street. Meanwhile, you know he's not going to let it off the hook. You're done. Once they got you hooked, it's over. So I'm chasing him. I'm all hammered, and then uh, this dude's like, "Don't worry about it. For all we got you, come with us. Get in the car." So I get in this guy's beamer, right? And he's—I didn't even know the guy. And Blunts and I got in the car, and the guy drove us all the way over to the pound, or the you know the impound where you get your cars like three hundred bucks. Meanwhile, the guy—we're driving, we're driving his car from Tribeca up to the impound lot, and the guy pulls out like an ounce of cocaine. Like literally in his car, and he's just shoveling, just giant piles of blow into his face and into our faces, and we're just—I'm like, I gotta get out of this car. I'm gonna get—I'm gonna go to jail. I cannot be in this car right now with this guy with a kilo of cocaine. And then I had to go. I was lit out of my face, and I had to go get my car for three hundred dollars. It was the worst night ever. I got to say though, uh, we did have fun at the strip club though. I just wanted to say that at the end.